But we're going to be kicking off the show today on a bit of a serious note. With the holidays right around the corner and a massive spike in COVID-19 cases sweeping across the state, a lot of people are having second thoughts about attending or hosting family and friends gatherings this year. There is just something about this time of year that brings up a lot of nostalgia and a lot of emotions. And when you pair that with the stress of life in 2020, for many of us, all we'd really want to do is spend some good time with our loved ones. But now that's a situation that's fraught with the danger of spreading coronavirus. If you are one of those people considering having to tell your mom, grandma, dads, aunts, or uncles that you might not be celebrating the holidays with them this year, We'd love to hear from you. 313-577-1019 is the way to join that conversation. And joining us right now is writer Rachel Miller. She's the deputy editor of Vice Life and the author of The Art of Showing Up, How to Be There for Yourself and Your People. Thank you for joining Culture Shift, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, this is a really important and potentially tough conversation to even think about having with your loved ones. And uh, depending on the relationship that you have with your family, it could turn out badly if not handled the right way. So you give some tips in a new article uh, you recently published on Vice, how to tell your family you're not coming home for the holidays. So, So where do we start having that conversation? Well, I think one of the first things that it's important to do is to give yourself permission to not go home or to not travel for the holidays or not have people over. Um, You want to go into this conversation feeling really confident because it could get very emotional. Um, They might try to talk you out of it. So take a little time to think through why you don't think it's a good idea and feel really solid in it. You don't have to share these reasons for them, but you want to just head into it feeling really sure of yourself so that you can communicate that to them and come across as confident and, and sure of yourself. So this is a conversation that uh, a lot of people are thinking about having. And uh, for you to write this article, what were some of the uh, initiatives for doing that? Were you having those kind of conversations with your friends? Were they coming to you for advice? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I was fortunate that I had kind of already been talking to my family about this throughout the year. I'm in New York. My family is in Michigan. So we kind of realized early on we're probably not going to see each other this year. But I was talking to a lot of other people who weren't in that position and who were really stressed about what to do. Maybe their families are within driving distance, but, you know, somebody's in a hot spot and like they're facing really tough decisions. So I think it's really common this year and a lot of people are really stressed about it. And we'd love to take your calls as well. If you are one of the people considering not being able or not just not coming home for the holidays because of COVID-19 or hosting a family gathering this year, call us at 313-577-1019. We'd love to hear your story and you can get some advice from Rachel on how to break this news to your loved ones. So uh, I want to go back to the article that you wrote, Rachel. Uh, There are a list of things, a list of kind of conversational starters that you are are giving out to people. So uh, take us through that list. And and I think one of the things that is making these conversations so delicate is the politicalization of the coronavirus. You know, if you have family members who don't think it's a big deal, but you do, do you even want to address that? Or should you make up an excuse entirely and why you're not attending the holidays? I think it really depends. You know your family best and you know what's most likely to work. I think obviously it's always a good idea to be as honest as possible, but depending on the relationship, it might not be 
possible for you to do that. It might not be safe for you to do that. So I think you need to kind of decide what what's the most important thing this year and, and take the approach that matches that. Um, I think one thing to think about is don't lie and say that you can't afford it if you actually can't afford it, because that's one of those lies you can very easily get caught in in a few months. Or you might find yourself in a situation where your family is saying, oh, well, we'll pay for you. Don't worry about it. So, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to tell a complete untruth, uh, if you can avoid it, whatever you say, it should be as close to the truth as possible while still being kind and still being thoughtful. And another uh, word of advice you give is to tell your family your plans as soon as possible. You know, there are a lot of preparations already going into the holidays, as some people do months in advance. But Thanksgiving's only about a week and a half away or so. Uh, so you say the best thing to do is just get the conversation over with as soon as possible. Yeah. And I understand that people have been putting it off because everybody's watching to see the case numbers and if things might, you know, stay steady or get slightly better. We've now passed that point and it doesn't seem likely, but I totally understand wanting to wait and see. I think the thing to remember is that your family will likely want to make alternate plans. Like they have an idea in their head for how this day is going to look, whether that means they're buying food or, you know, they might plan to do something entirely different if you're not coming home. Maybe they'll you know, rent an Airbnb and take a little road trip. So remember that it's just a courtesy, even though they're your family, there's still people who would like to have a special holiday as well. And giving them a little planning time and room to plan something different is a really kind thing to do. Again, we're talking with writer Rachel Miller. She's the deputy editor of Vice Life and the author of The Artist Showing Up, How to Be There for Yourself and Other People. So uh, Rachel, one of the one of the things I think people are dreading about having these conversations is the understandable disappointment and hurt feelings that might result from from, uh, you know, telling your family you can't come to Thanksgiving dinner or that you're not hosting it this year. Uh, how you know, how do people process that? Like, how long should you give a person time to say, OK, all right, I understand you know, why you're not coming home, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends, but I would say like a week or two probably, and also recognize that they might be a little bit bummed out the day of and try to get ahead of that. You know, if you can be a little bit more generous and communicative from now through that holiday, you know, send more pictures, call more often, make a point to connect a little bit more. I think that's a really good idea. But just think about the fact that, you know, they're probably going to be really bummed and feel down about it for a while. And that doesn't mean that you need to be subjected to, you know, constant badgering and, and them trying to talk you out of it. You can totally set boundaries around that. But I do think you have to be realistic. Of course, they're going to be upset. Of course, they're going to be bummed. And trying to dismiss their feelings of sadness is probably going to make things worse and make them defensive. So give them a little space to process their disappointment. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to a uh, therapist by the name of Dr. David Camp about how to have uh, some conversations after the election with family members you might not be on the same political side with. And one of his tips is is to get out of the text messaging, get out of the emails, get out of the Facebook you know, conversations and get on the phone and, and really talk, you know, talk things through. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good idea. And, you know, you know your family best. And I think whatever, you know, form of communication you tend to do, for it's probably for a reason, right? But I do think that texting is not the same as a phone call. It's not the same as a FaceTime or a Zoom conversation. So if it's been a while since you've had a phone call or a face-to-face, -face, you know, video call conversation, it might be a good time to do that. And definitely on the holiday itself, I think it's worth like stepping it up a little bit and having a more uh, special conversation. 
And we'd love to have you join this conversation, 313-577-1019, talking to author Rachel Miller about how to talk to your family, about what to do if you're not coming home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or hosting. Or, you know, Rachel, you know, some people are also, you know, trying to find a little bit of a middle ground here instead of having the entire extended family over, you know, kind of break you know bringing those numbers down a little bit and that in itself is a very a very potentially fraught conversation to have so in your article when you talk about you know reasons and things to 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 break this news to your family eyes if, if the reason is coronavirus and you want to say that you have a couple you know conversational starters here Yeah, I think it's a good idea to really think about your family and what they're most likely to respond well to. So if they are going to respond well to facts and data and numbers, like, yeah, sure, that might be the route to go. But I think it's important to remember that this is a really emotional conversation, that holidays are not necessarily logical. So speaking to them on an emotional level and thinking of something that they would connect with is probably a good idea. I think one thing you can talk about is the fact that it probably won't be a normal holiday, even if you do travel for it, it's probably going to involve some level of quarantining. Not everyone from the family is going to be there. A lot of the activities that you love, like going shopping on Black Friday or gathering at your grandparents' house, like might just not be an option. So I think you might be able to make the case that doing a sort of half-hearted version of the holiday might actually feel worse when planning an alternative, whether that's Zoom or something else, might actually feel better because you're just, you're not trying to mimic something and feeling kind of bummed out as a result. So you, ha- and earlier as we were talking, mentioned that, that you had to have this conversation with your family here in Michigan. Uh, did it go well? Yeah, like I said, my family has been um, taking this seriously from the beginning, so that has been a huge relief. But, you know, even last night I was texting with my mom and she was saying, you know, I really wish that we could drive out. And she was just sort of musing and it was it was wistful thinking. But I've been thinking about it ever since because I really do wish that there was a way that they could drive out safely. But I'm also aware of the fact that if they came here, there's nothing that we could really do. All of our favorite things are closed. It wouldn't be the same. But, you know, we both understand why it can't happen. But that doesn't mean we're not sad about it and disappointed. And I think that's reasonable. I think most people are feeling that this year. So I'm trying not to beat myself up for wishing things were different while also kind of accepting the reality of the situation. And we're talking to author Rachel Miller, a deputy editor of Vice Life. You know, we, we talked, we mentioned a, little, a few minutes ago about some alternatives or compromises uh, that you could possibly bring up or have. And if that is the case, do you feel uh, that gifts, like putting more effort or time or you know money into sending gifts this year, is is a good compromise and not being able to actually spend time with your loved ones? I mean, I think that's a great idea if you can afford it. I think we're also dealing with the reality that so many people are out of work right now or worried about the future, so they might not feel comfortable splurging more. But if that's something that you can do, absolutely go for it. But I think ultimately the holidays are mostly about time, right? And they're about memories and togetherness. So um, you might want to think more about like, what are some ways that we can spend time together that we can't this year? So maybe it's that you're using an app to watch a movie together all at the same time and you're you know on a video call while you watch so you can kind of get that, that kind of re-experience that this year. Or maybe it's deciding we're all going to cook the same recipes or mom's going to teach us how to make her sugar cooker cookie recipe and walk us through it over Skype and we're going to learn how to make her recipe. So I think try to recreate the feelings of togetherness or whatever it is that you love about the holiday um, and know that that's more valuable to a lot of people than gifts are. Okay, so we had kind of mentioned this a little bit, you know, having to 
have the conversation if it is specifically the worries about COVID-19 that are you know keeping you from hosting or attending family gatherings this holiday season. But if the family goes on without you to come together, maybe at a amount of people you find a little bit concerning. You've also recently written an article uh, about how how to handle the handle situation if you uh, you think you know those cousins from down south might be uh, coming up and might not be the best for your grandparents' health in, in you know, uh, hyperbolic, or not hyperbolic, you know what I'm saying, hypothetical situation. Yeah. So that is a real tricky conversation to have. Yeah, I think it's really tough. And I think there's sort of different paths you can take. So it starts with, it might make the most sense to talk to your grandparents or the elderly relatives who you're most worried about. And you know, I think it's good to not cut them out of the conversation because they are adults with agency who are presumably making the choice to have your extended family visit. So it might be worth getting on the phone with them and saying, I'm really worried you're going to get sick. Talk me through your thinking here. Can I convince you to maybe have a smaller gathering this year? So that's one option. I also think it's important to loop your parents in or whoever your sort of closest relatives are within your within your family. So if it's your mom's parents who you're worried about getting sick, you should probably talk to your mom and say, hey, what's going on with the holidays this year. I'm really worried about grandma. Are the cousins coming over? Because there's a good chance that your parent can intervene or that just that they know your family dynamic best. And like, they might want to talk to their sibling who can talk to your cousin. So loop in your parents if possible. And then it might make sense for you to reach out to your cousins directly and say, Hey, I'm, I'm seeing you guys are making plans. I'm not coming this year. I'm really worried. Would you be willing to consider this or that? Can we talk about ways to make it safer? You might not have any luck, and I think it's also important to be realistic that ultimately we can't control what other adults do, but I think you'll probably feel better if you do your best um, and reach out to people and, and make your case, but also accept that it might not it might not matter in the end. They can do what they want. Yeah, and, and to wrap up, one of the last pieces of advice you give is that uh, expect it to be a series of conversations uh, that you're having yeah, with I, your loved ones, not just, not just I, one. No, I think whenever there's a big, you know, if you have to change your mind about something big, and we've all had to do this, it takes a little while to make peace with it. So I think it's a good idea to kind of make your case and then be willing to just say like, okay, well, can you at least think about it and set it aside for a few days, they might just need a little time to process it or talk to their best friend about it or their coworker and just work through this. Okay, it's not really going to be that bad. I overreacted. Okay, I'm willing to hear you out. So, you know, don't give up hope if they're initially resistant to the idea or they're initially really upset. People, we all have those immediate emotional reactions that we then get over. So, you know, have have faith that it will likely um, cool off in a few days or in a week and they'll, they'll maybe reconsider. We have been talking to Rachel Miller, the deputy editor of Vice Life and author of The Art of Showing Up, How to Be There for Yourself and Other People. Rachel, you have been putting out a great series of articles, advice articles on life right now. Where can people find more of your work? Um, They can find it at vice.com, but probably the best way is to find me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle on both is the underscore R-E-W-M. So there's usually links to all my most recent stuff there. All right. Thank you so much for joining Culture Shift. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you.